right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again to step in the ring with the greatest tag team in podcast history. Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW podcast hosted by Travis D. I'm Dizzle J. And uh, once again, uh, we took a week off, but uh, we are finally back again. So you'll get drunk all weekend, right? No, no. I mean, I did have a wedding to go to, but no, I didn't get drunk. No, you didn't get drunk at the wedding? See, there's a problem. Like, with, with the whole diet I'm doing and everything, it's very limited on what I can have. Potato vodka. Well, I mean, I can't have regular vodka. I mean, I can't have even. I can't even have potatoes. So, <laughs> but no, I mean, it was, it was all a good day. Like, I actually like I spent more time catching up with old friends and family than I was even worried about drinking. Huh? Yeah. So, I mean, throughout the night, I had like vodka water with a lemon lime and shit like that. But no, I didn't get drunk. Hmm. Yeah, I was. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. I'd be more surprised if someone said you were sober. That sober would, right now? That would, no, I don't believe you. I, I haven't had one drink today. Still don't believe you. I don't believe that's even just a regular Pepsi. <laughs> Anyways, we're back after uh, a week off, which means, unfortunately, we did not be able to, we didn't have an opportunity to do our Elimination Chamber predictions. But that doesn't mean we can't talk about the results. This is true. And I have so much to talk about with the results. It infuriates me. I don't. I don't like. I don't like how the match card uh, or the results turned out. Not a fan of half of it. WWE should uh, hire me. I will make the show better. <laughs> I am that guy. Did you also? Um, is it weird? Does it feel like the show's getting off to like a that kind of start? The show? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Maybe it's just me because I, mean, I mean, is it fine? I, I feel fine. Right, right. Now people listen to us thinking like it's kind of awkward. Like we didn't well, feel like now, we right now, 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 it's now awkward, they probably right? do. Yeah, right. I think it's just kind of weird because this is like the first time like we're recording like in the evening. And then it, it not be three o'clock. Not in the morning. being yeah, not three in the morning, not nine a.m. No, it's fucking six p.m. Yeah, it's so goofy. Like it's weird that it's nighttime, but the sun's going down, not up. Right. Yeah. Um. No, uh, did you get a chance to see any of the articles that talk about Fox trying to uh, get Raw to move over to them? Yeah, because uh, USA loses the contract is up in 2019. Mm-hmm. So and if Raw goes over, they might cut it down to two hours. But do they still keep it on Monday night? Because Fox has got a pretty banging lineup on Monday nights. You, you have to keep Monday Night Raw. You have to. And then what, SmackDown would go over to Fox Sports, I think? I don't know. That's what I was reading, I think. And it's weird, but it's weird to think, because I mean, they used to be on Fox. Raw used to be on Fox. Really? Years ago, yeah. You don't remember that? No. Years I remember, ago. I remember Spike TV and USA. Yeah, yeah. I think they were also on a TNN. Remember that? Well, they were on TNN. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were on Fox <clears throat> at some point, too. I'm going to look it up real quick while we're talking, but... um. Real quick, not to get too far away from uh, the wrestling aspect of our podcast, but how have you been? Ah, uh, tired. <laughs> I believe it. New schedule at work changes every day. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to look this up. There's too much to talk about. Um, so we're going to talk about the uh, Elimination Chamber results. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, how the Hall of Fame is progressing. But the exciting thing that I want to do is unbox that bitch. <laughs> Unbox it. I am excited that we finally get to. Um, I felt like I should have done the rock kind of uh, finally there, huh? 
I miss that opportunity? Can I like, still do it? Uh, I mean, I mean, I can still do it, right? You can still do it. I mean, it's not. It's not like. What, what, what does it matter? We're not. We're, we are the producers and directors of this show. Yeah, I'm not gonna edit. Yeah. I mean, you don't the, edit. the only time I ever edit is if I'm coughing, or if your child walks through that door to ask about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> so I'm not gonna edit because I'm asking a question. Anyway, I'm gonna do it. Finally. We get to open up that wrestling club box that I got two weeks ago, and been, I'm really excited to see what's inside been, it. Been burning a hole in your. Oh, it sucks! I had to leave it up here, so I don't open it. I mean, I kind of have an idea what's in it because you know you see all the other people and everything. I avoided all unboxings because I didn't want to see exactly what's in it, but I'm about seventy five percent sure I was able to get the autographed Braun Strowman pops figure. That's awesome. I know that uh, I know they're going out fast. I heard there were ten boxes left when I uh, resubscribe when I uh, subscribed at the late end of it. I'm pretty sure inside that box is an autographed Braun Strowman pops figure that will go great with my brand new Finn Bal- uh, Balor demon and my brand new Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. Ooh, yeah. And those pictures of those pops are on Instagram, as well as all the pictures of all the stuff inside this box will be on Instagram as well at the release of this show. Nice. Yeah, so I'm super excited for that. Uh, but the first thing I want to start with tonight is I want to talk about the Hall of Fame and the uh, the latest shocking um, announcement that we saw as being a rumor, but ended up being true with Jeff Jarrett getting into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that, that blew my mind. Because I, when was I, I woke up the one day and you had posted, so this is happening. And I was like, yeah, right? <laughs> like really? I, I I remember, I think we talked about briefly about it being a rumor. I didn't think it was because I thought, I mean, regardless of the fact that Jeff Jarrett did have a pretty extensive career in WWE, I think he actually had uh, um, two two different uh, points where he was in. He was in it, left, and then came back and all that stuff. Um, I didn't realize how long his, his career was in WWE, but... I thought that that bridge got burnt when he went to WCW, did all that shit, went to TNA and tried to compete and everything. But it's surprising. It's surprising to me that he's getting in. But I mean, I get why he's getting in. Right. I do feel like he does deserve the opportunity, not only because as a wrestler, but also as a promoter and everything. And he's done so much for so many uh, talents on the WWE roster today, like AJ Styles, Bobby right. Roode, Eric Young, and all them. That you know, he he deserves to go in. He deserves to go in definitely. I mean, yeah, I, I don't believe he ever got anything past an IC title. He but he was probably one of the greatest intercontinental. Champions. Oh yeah, he he had the IC title. I believe he may have been a European Championship at one point, and I know he was definitely tag team champions yeah. with Owen Hart and everything like that. On top of that, he also had a hit single. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll never forget those promos. I I remember when he was coming to the WWE and they did the. The Sniggets, and he's got mm-hmm. the the light up hat. Oh yeah, and he he wore like that. Um, I can't remember. It wasn't a shirt, but like he had like strips. Yeah, it was like strips. Yeah, I was like, man, this this yeah. dude is goofy as shit. But like, I remember, I remember like being younger, watching him, and that's back, you know, back when he had the long blonde hair right. and everything. And he did the strut like Ric Flair. He he called the patented figure four leg lock and everything. So like, I mean, looking at it, even at a young age, I'm like, I'm like, that's Ric Flair stuff, you know. Right. Um, I mean, he was part of the Four Horsemen at one point in WCW, because he had two runs in WCW as well. Um, he just had an outstanding career, and with that in mind, I got two questions for you. Who's inducting him? Jim Cornette. 
You think so? I don't see why not. I was thinking uh, uh, Road Dog. Road Dog would be good. Because he was the roadie. Right, yeah, that's right. right? Oh, that's right. I forgot about or that. Or could he possibly do something sneaky, like maybe have a TNA person induct him? Like Eric Young or Bobby Roode? Maybe, right? AJ Styles? He had a he had a he had a large uh, a long history. With well, him and his dad started TNA, didn't they? Yeah, I mean when they took over like NWA and everything, yeah. they turned into like NWA TNA, and then turned into TNA, then turned into Impact, then turned into Global Force Wrestling, and then turned into shit. Yeah, that's pretty much how it went. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Um, second question: With him going in, does it open up the idea that possibly Dixie Carter could be inducted into Hall of Fame one day? Is, is she Hall of Fame worthy though? Well, that's what I'm asking. I mean, like, I mean, could she go in as like a booker or something, like, as a promoter or owner of a company or something like that? Does it open up the opportunity for stuff like that? I don't think so because I don't think she's ever really legitly worked for the WWE other than neither, the one interview. Neither did Vern Gagne though, right? I mean, he was just a promoter in one of the territories back in the day. I don't think he ever wrestled for WWE. Well, yeah, but how, what what back in the day are we talking? We're talking back in the day, right? Still. Plus, she's a woman, which they're trying to empower women in wrestling nowadays. And she's a woman of power even to begin with. I think it opens the door for possibility that Dixie Carter could be a Hall of Fame inductee. Not to mention Ivory's in it, which is, you know, just a segue into, like, Hall of Fame. We may have mentioned it before, but, I mean, I'm so excited for that. Because Ivory was never one that I would even, I I wouldn't even think of until someone's like, oh, yeah, that that, that makes sense. Yeah, we talked about that the last show. Mm Mm-hmm. Because yeah. we were both like Ivory, and then we saw her. They were like, "Oh shit, Ivory!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never knew that she was part of Glow. I no, never knew that. But never that's did pretty either. cool. Um, but yeah, like, well, I was telling you before we started recording. Like, I went back and I watched. Um, uh, I was watching. Well, I was watching WrestleMania uh, five, but that's completely irrelevant to, to what I was trying to make. <laughs> um, when I was at work today, I started watching um, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Okay. Because uh, I saw an article that was talking about how uh, the Big Show could potentially be done with an in-ring competition. He could be completely done. His last match was with, uh, pro- his potential last match was the one with Braun Strowman who went through the cage. So there's an article where his in-ring career is done. I was like, I was thinking about that. I'm like, man, I remember when he debuted coming through the ring in that yeah. cage match at St. Valentine's Day Massacre. So, you know, I went back and I watched that. And that was kind of like the first pay-per-view that Ivory was in when she was uh, with Mark Henry and D'Lo Brown. It's like a love interest of sexual chocolate, you know, before he banged an old chick and uh, they gave birth to a hand. Yeah. So, but that I mean, didn't happen. that didn't happen. But I mean, like a lot, I mean, a lot of stuff. I mean, that pay-per-view, that St. Valentine's Day Massacre, I mean, that was a pay-per-view that like I never really thought about too much. But I mean, there were a lot of good matches that are like, for example, Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart were tag team champions taking on D'Lo and Mark Henry. Um, you had you had the corporation versus the ministry at that time with Minion taking on the uh, Big Boss Man. You had Austin taking on Vince McMahon the Steel Cage, where Paul uh, Paul White, before he was even called the Big Show, debuted. Gold Dust versus Blue Dust when Blue Meanie kind of came in. <laughs> there were so many different things, and not only that, that's when that was Hardcore Holly before he was Hardcore Holly. When he was just known as Bob Holly, taking on when, um, when he was the race car driver. When he was, yeah, yeah, spark plug Holly, yeah. yeah. But I mean, he was Bob Holly. He he won the hardcore championship for the first time, and that's when he faced uh, Al Snow and threw him in the uh, river. Yeah, 
So it was actually a pretty good fucking uh, pay per view, and it just kind of like it, it was just sit, it was sitting there and like it's just amazing how, you know, that was ninety seven, I think ninety eight somewhere in there. It's, it's so far. It's ago. so long. Yeah, you're looking almost if it if it is ninety seven, you're looking at twenty or ninety seven ninety eight. You're looking at twenty years. Yeah. You know, crazy. the big shows, I mean, the big show was in, you know, DCW for three or four years, even before that. So it was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome to go back and kind of relive some of that stuff. It sucks that uh, if the big show's career is over, that, you know, it ended the way it was, especially since he finally got into like immaculate fucking shape. Right. So, he, he got into that shape he wasn't 20 years ago. Yeah. So, um, so that was pretty good. Uh, if you guys ever get a chance, go ahead and check out St. Valentine's Day Massacre. It is on the Diddy Network for just nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. Just nine ninety nine. Okay, let's go through this uh, dumpster fire of Elimination Chamber pay per view. <laughs> it's I just I I don't know. I got no words for it. Did you watch it? I did watch it. Did you watch it? Yeah. Okay. I I mean I liked I had. Moments that I liked, mostly in the chamber matches, but. Well, yeah, I mean, all the I mean, to honestly, to me, a lot of these are matches were fillers, except for the Nia Jax Oscar uh, match, I enjoyed, but the Wokeman Hardy Bray Wyatt match that honestly kind of like it, I didn't enjoy it just for the fact that, because they did that match on um, the Raw anniversary, it kind of killed the potential for this match because this should have been the first match right you know it kind of feels like when they did that matt hardy bray wyatt uh uh anniversary match it looks like they on the raw anniversary match it kind of looks like they just did it because they knew people in that arena were fucking dying and were just giving up on the show and they're like oh my god we gotta do something let's go do this hey you two go now yeah so we'll start at the beginning we'll start with the pre uh pre-show match which it was just one, Luke Gals and Carl Anderson taking on the Miztourage, which um, the club winning. So I'm I was I'm excited for that. I'm hoping that Luke uh, Gals and Carl Anderson finally get that push they deserve. Right. Because I mean, like I'm, I'm assuming they didn't come to the E just to be a joke. Nerds. Yeah. I mean, I know they're having fun, but they won the titles once and they lasted. For, they were champions for like maybe like two, three weeks or some shit like that. You know, flash in the pan as they call right. it. Right. So. Hopefully they start getting this push and everything. I still like the fact that they are with Finn Balor. I heard a rumor that after WrestleMania, uh, Seth Rollins is supposed to go to SmackDown and AJ is supposed to go to Raw. I heard that as a rumor. Not sure how true it is. Um, Super club. Yeah. I hope it doesn't, though, because I actually like AJ on SmackDown. I think I think AJ is good for SmackDown. I think, it's, I think he's the majority of why people watch SmackDown. Oh, yeah. I don't like the storyline that Shane and uh, Daniel Bryan are doing. That's fucking dumb. The bickering. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, this past Tuesday when they fucking, they're sitting there and they're watching the fucking matches and everything. Daniel's like, if you don't mind, I think I'm just going to go home. Eat dinner with my wife and Birdie. And Shane's like, yeah, go ahead. I've never had a boss just let me leave 20 minutes into my fucking job. <laughs> they probably still get paid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuckers. So, following the Gals and Anderson match, we have uh, the Women's Elimination Chamber match. That had Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Mickey James, Sasha Banks, and Sonya Deville in it. Um, Alexa Bliss did win. And did you notice the, how they the changes they made to the chamber from last year? 
There's mats on on the on the outside portion of it. They changed that last year. Did they? They did. I didn't realize it last year. It wasn't that good. Yeah. I mean, the only great thing about the last year's uh, Chamber was that Bray Wyatt won. And then they took it away from him at WrestleMania, and now he's losing to old Hardy. <laughs> Stroking Hardy. Stroking Hardy. Stroking Matt Hardy. Ah! Right? Right? That's, uh, that's not him laughing. That's literally a stroke. Stroking Matt Hardy. Hashtag stroking Matt Hardy. Oh, that trends. That'd be awesome. Stroking Matt Hardy. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I know they tried to um, modify the Elimination Chamber to make it less, like, dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Let me put you in this big, giant right? metal cage. Right. You know, maybe a few years from now, those perplexed glass all around and filled with fucking water. Anyways. So Alexa did win. Um, you kind of saw more of the feud between Bailey and Sasha Banks occurring now, with yeah. Sasha being a bitch and keep betraying Bailey, which I think Bailey tried to get like her like one over on her kind of ha ha moment during the tag team match on Raw when Sasha went to go tag her and Bailey just dropped down. Yeah. Which again, and I'm gonna rant and bitch a lot about the women's division on this show, and it's not because I don't like the women's division. I just don't like some of the. Ways of... The shit that's going on. Yeah, was creative, is doing things. Because first off, if you have Bailey drop off the uh, ring to avoid Sasha's tag, you don't just have her stand at the top of the fucking stage and watch the rest of the match. You make her seem like she doesn't give a shit and she goes to the back. And then you have Sasha lose the match. You don't have their third tag team partner, Asuka, win the fucking match. Because now it just looks like Bailey's like, oh, I'm going to screw you over. And it didn't fucking work. So that's completely dumb. Well, they're trying to make Asuka not, not lose at all. Yeah, and that's another thing we're going to get to here in a fucking minute. So if you're going to do something like that, you know, you need to decide who's the heel and who's the baby face and shit that. Because if you have fucking Sasha be shady to Bailey and then Bailey uh, shady to Sasha, eventually they're going to pick somebody to, to be a heel. Right. You know? And they're going to turn on fucking Bailey. Because they didn't expect that shit from Sasha. They don't expect Bailey to be like, well, I'm going to be, you know, a bitch. And they're like, oh, not nah, Bailey. <laughs> and then you're going to fucking start hating Bailey. No more hugs. Yeah, I know, right? All drugs. So it's kind of like. Whoa. I know, right? What if, she went, what if she went the other way, you know? Free drugs. Right? Do you have a storyline where she's selling Roman Reigns drugs? Well, it doesn't have to be a storyline because that's real. So, <laughs> anywho. Alleged. Yeah. 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 You're a, yeah, you're a legend. I, I, I don't know what the fuck that means. I think you mean a legend. I did. I did. I accidentally pronounced legend. Alleged. You caught me. Oh, Mysterious one. <laughs> I don't fucking know. This 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 train went off the tracks twenty minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no. Um, obviously, to to me, it's obvious that Sasha and Bailey are setting up to have a fucking WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, pay per view match, which I know they'll have a good match. You don't have. They, I mean, I don't think they've ever wrestled each other one on one. Um, in a pay per view, at least for a while that I remember. I mean, I, I mean, they may have when she first got up here. I mean, NXT they did. NXT they definitely did. And they had a lot of good matches, and that's the thing I miss. I mean, like between Bailey and Sasha, Charlotte, um, 
the one I liked, I can't remember her name now. Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. The four horsewomen. I mean, they competed against each other so many times in NXT, and they had so many killer matches. Um, I'm, I'm excited that they're kind of pulling them away from each other now so they can start fighting each other again. Uh, if they do fight WrestleMania, I doubt it's going to be a pre-show match, but it'll definitely be like a beginning kind of show match. Kind of warm everyone up to the excitement of it. It should be a beginning show match. Oh, no. Oh, you think so? If you're going to have the Universal title, the WWE title, the Intercontinental title, both tag team title championships, and probably the 205 Live championship. You know 205 Live will be on the pre-show. I know it's going to be on the pre-show, but it shouldn't be. You know Raw tag team title is going to be on the pre-show. Well, you got to keep in mind, WrestleMania is, what, four hours long? Not including the pre-show? I guess that's true. Yeah. So we'll see. I know, we'll see. Well, it it could be, you know, but, like, I don't see them putting on the pre-show because I think they want to try building this feud up as much as possible till then. Because, I mean, they still got another, what, month and a half or something like that? WrestleMania is, what, April? Eighth. Oh, so maybe it's only, yeah, about a month, five weeks, something like that. Um... So it looks like that's what they're doing. Um, I'm going to skip the next one because I want to talk about the Asuka and I Jacks one real quick because it's kind of blending into what I'm talking about WrestleMania-wise. So Asuka ended up uh, beating Nia Jax, which you know, I'm sure no one's fucking shocked about that because they're trying to build Asuka as the next fucking Brock Lesnar with a vagina. I just wish that they would have just allowed Nia Jax to beat Asuka. I get that they want her to be this undefeated powerhouse and all this shit, but the fact remains... Is if you make someone too powerful, it looks dumb when they end up losing. Right. Because as it sits right now, now it's Asuka versus fucking um, Alexa Bliss for the championship of WrestleMania. So there's only one of two ways that match could happen. She either wins by someone interfering or she loses because Asuka kicks the shit out of her. Because you cannot have Alexa Bliss beat Asuka cleanly and make it believable. No. It just doesn't happen because Alexa Bliss... Can't beat Nia Jax cleanly. It doesn't happen. And Nia Jax is built as the most dominant female in WWE, you know, next to Asuka. But now fucking Asuka, I mean, it just, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. If I had it my way, if I had a decision in it, or WWE would just fucking listen to me. (laughs) Jesus, you're so sour there for a second. Oh, I, I am, I am marking all over this shit, man. I am marking on severely. And that's the thing. Like, I mean, like, we we know it's kayfabe. We know it's uh, pre-planned and shit. But they're pre-planning the wrong shit. Right. In my mind, when you look at this, I mean, obviously, okay, so Sasha and Bailey's facing each other at WrestleMania. That's a given. I'm calling it right now. Right. Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, they're not ready to be considered a championship yet. A champion yet. But Mickey James should have won that Elimination Chamber match. It gives her that one more title that she is missing from being up there with Trish Stratus, which it's okay to tie Trish Stratus for, you know, being the, you know, most, uh, having the most uh, championship victories or holding the title the most. Right. That's fine, because I know eventually uh, Charlotte's going to pass that up anyways. Right. So Mickey James, who's still busting her ass out there, being one of these, you know, pre-women revolution wrestlers still in the ring, you know, she's out there, she's, she's busting ass and everything. It would have been a perfect opportunity for her to take that championship one more time. Right. She could have ran with into WrestleMania, in which case, when Nia beat Asuka, you have that triple threat match, and then you have fucking Alexa Bliss, who demands her fucking rematch for the title, and with her and Kurt's little, like, 
angry fight with each other. He gives it to her, but he gives it to her in a fatal four-way at WrestleMania. Now, I'm at WrestleMania, I don't care if they're triple threats, fatal four-ways, fatal five-ways, six-pack challenges. Put as many people as you can in those matches. <laughs> Get as many fucking people onto that show as possible because they fucking deserve shit like that. Right. That's why I like the, you know, the Money in the Bank ladder match at WrestleMania because you get at least six guys in there. Or the Intercontinental title match with the, uh, or the Intercontinental title ladder match that they had with uh, fucking Zack Ryder winning. Or the Fatal 4-Way tag team title ma- uh, ladder match. When the Hardys came back. Yeah. I like, I mean, I, when it comes to pay-per-views, I like multi-person matches. I think it gets enough people on the card, and you get enough people, you know, getting pops for their favorite uh, wrestlers because they're getting on the fucking card. And you don't have an issue like you did with fucking Austin Aries. Now, I get why they want to limit it that way, because everyone gets a piece of the pie when that shit fucking sells, right. and that means more fucking wrestlers shit. I get it. But get the people in those fucking shows, you right. know? Get the people in those fucking matches. You could have made a fatal four-way fucking women's title match for uh, for the Raw title, and it would have been incredible. And if you really wanted to, because they're pushing fucking Alexa Bliss, like God knows what, for God knows why, she could have won her title back there. Oh, yeah. You know? Or Nia Jax could have fucking become the first champion ever, or give it to Asuka like they're obviously planning to do, unless fucking Nia Jax interferes like I'm assuming the up, the other option would be. Somebody's interfering. It's, it's either someone's interfering or Oscar's winning. But Alexa, if Alexa beats her cleanly, it will. I think it will just tarnish everything they're trying to do in the women's division because no one will believe anything anymore. <sighs> you feel better now? So far, I got. I, I got more. I'm sure. You I, got, I got more. Um, Cesaro and Sheamus, uh, they defeated Titus Worldwide, which. Them pushing Titus Worldwide is like a big shock to me. Yeah, I, I, I was shocked I, a little bit too. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're not pushing them to win the title yet, but they still could. But I'm happy because Apollo's finally getting his um his push or his, his right. acknowledgement, recognition for his work. Yeah. Now, somebody told me, and I don't, I don't know if it was you, but I heard that Apollo just goes by Apollo now, no longer Cruz because of something with the Cruz name. Yeah. And what is that? I can't remember. Uh, one of the the shooters or something recently was... Oh, Cruz. the Florida shooters last name was Chris? Yeah. Okay. That's okay. That's right. Did you tell me that or is that just something I, you heard? I don't know if I told you that or not. So I, I heard from somewhere. I can't remember what it was. I'm fine with him just being known as Apollo now. That's not a big deal. But I'm glad he's finally getting some recognition because, I mean, he was huge on NXT. And when he came up, they kind of just was like, I don't know what to do with you. Like we're going to mid-card you for a while. When well, I was just going to put you over to Raw and give you this big push, but now nah, I'm just going to be with Titus. You're going to hang out with Titus and Dana Brooke. So. They did a two out of three falls match on Monday Night Raw, too, which Titus Worldwide didn't win. But, no. I just, I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy it's happening. I hope I hope they at least hold the title for a minute because, I mean, like, Titus has been there for a while. Regardless if, you know, he put his hands on Vince and got suspended for 30 days. And, yeah, Dana Brooke is kind of just there. And, yeah, Apollo's awesome. But I think when he when he finally breaks free and they finally give him that push, maybe maybe they're looking to do that here in the future. I don't know. But, yeah, give him a tag toss. I'm wrong with this. See what happens. I mean, they give it to crime. Not, who not crime time? What was the um, uh, Titus and um, oh, prime Darren time Young? Players. Prime time players. Okay. Crime time was what? Uh, JT, Shag. Shad Gaspar and GT, JTX or uh, JTG? JTG. Yeah. 
I Chad, was, I, Chad Gaspar was just in uh, the Black Panther movie. Oh, really? Yeah. You see that yet? No. I want to. I got to. Maybe I'll do that I want Monday. to. I think I'll do that Monday. Um, but yeah, Cesaro and Sheamus won. Um, another question for you. Do you think Cesaro and Sheamus will ever have um, strong single pushes anymore? Or their careers kind of centered at where they're at? Sheamus won't. You think Cesaro will? She- Cesaro still could. With him to he- no, See, that's where it remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. I think he'll leave, and I think he'll go somewhere else where he'll get what he deserves. Title if- opportunities and shit like that. If he goes anywhere, I hope to God he goes to New Japan instead of sticking around Ring of Honors or uh, Impact. The way he fights and everything, I think he can make a big impact in New Japan. Oh, yeah. Pun intended, big impact. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Woken Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. Um, you're a Woken Matt Hardy fan. What do you got to say about this match? You know, it it didn't really capture my interest. There were some good spots. And I like when they look at each other and, you know, when Bray does the one thing and everybody's freaked out and Hardy's just in there like, ah, clapping and shit. I'm like, uh, is that the, like that crab walk yeah. the fuck he does? Yeah. I'm wondering what's going to happen when Jeff Hardy comes back. See, that's what I've been wondering, too, because it's like, I want Jeff back. Yeah. I want to see how this plays off. Like, is he going to be Brother Zero or? What was he, Nero? Was that Nero in fucking TNA? Yeah. God, I hope his brother zero. That'd just be dumb. Um, so Hardy won. Uh, I don't remember watching most of this match. Yeah, me neither. I was watching this preview when I was recording the, this freaking show. So this was one of those matches I didn't get a whole lot of uh, time to watch, but it was under ten minutes. I, 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 it's like I mentioned before. I just I feel like they. They tainted this fucking match with allowing the first time they fought each other to be on Raw. They should wait for the pay per view. Uh-huh. So, um, last match is the men's um, Limits Chamber. First time seven men have stepped in the Limits Chamber match, and uh, <clears throat> I'm disgusted with the win. We we knew who was gonna win. We had been talking about it for weeks now. We knew exactly who was going to win to build up their WrestleMania moment. I, we, we knew it. I know we knew it. I didn't want to believe it. I just really didn't want to believe that they would put Roman over again. And, not, and it's not even the fact that they keep trying to beat a dead fucking horse with them. But, you know, with all these allegations and everything going on, you think they kind of just like right. cover their ass and like, listen, we're going to do this. <clears throat> in case something happens. But by the time WrestleMania comes around, if it doesn't, you know, yeah, we'll throw you in a triple threat match or some shit, like whatever. But what are they going to do if, like, fucking something comes up within the next two, three weeks, and all of a sudden they're like, hey, Roman's busted for drugs. And they can be like, well, we would suspend them per the policy, but we've got this great match at WrestleMania. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I, I mean, Braun eliminated everybody. Almost. No, everybody. It's every Roman. Yeah, he eliminated five people. First time ever in an elimination chamber match that has happened. I know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
I just, I, I, was like, I knew I was really monotone, but damn it. <laughs> you really Ben Stein that one there. Yeah, there, I, did, did I did a little bit uh, there. Dry eye. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, fucking Braun inside that cage is probably the most horrifying thing in the world. I thought there'd be more spots with people going through the... I was waiting for him to punch one of the fucking pots. Yeah, me too. Like, um, ooh, fucking um, Elias was the last one to enter. And when he was shutting it to keep him out, I thought he was just going to punch through it and grab him. That would have been cool. It would have been awesome. But, I mean, the only time anyone smashed through that is at the very end when after Roman won and Braun just threw him through it. It's like, okay, cool, you beat him up, but you fucking lost. Right. To a fucking spear. Again. I don't know. I... I know WWE wants to push Roman, but every time they push Roman, it, it makes Braun less of a monster. I mean, fucking Asuka is now more dominant than Braun fucking Strowman. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, but I mean, like, I mean, what the fuck are they going to do? Are they going to put Braun and Elias in a fucking pre-show WrestleMania match? They just had a match on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and they're probably going to face each other again at WrestleMania. And it's probably a fucking, a fucking pre-show match. Because there's no title that he would go for. It's either going to be Seth or Finn or a triple threat match with the Miz for the Intercontinental title. It's going to be a triple threat match. It's got to it. be a triple threat match. Who do you think wins that? I know we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do the predictions, but just out of curiosity. Miz. Mm, I'm going to go with Finn. I'm going with Miz so I can get his 62 days. Yeah, he can pound sand on 62 days. That's the dumbest fucking thing. All it is is 62 days away from combined days. Yeah. It's not consistent. I mean, he's not the fucking honky tonk man. Oh, it was it two years for the honky tonk man, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like, eh, yeah, just I think almost uh, almost two years or just over. I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was fucking huge. Fucking huge. It's fucking huge. But no, fucking Miz could win it again and finish it off. But fucking, they need to do something with Finn Balor. That fucker's going back to New Japan. Need to fucking do something. Um. Yeah, so Roman's going to fucking WrestleMania face Brock Lesnar. Braun's probably going to face Elias. Finn Balor's going to probably go with Seth, uh, Seth Rollins and The Miz to fight for the IC title. And that leaves Super Cena to fucking cram his way into a fatal five-way that he had no business ever being in. Just because he doesn't want to be without WrestleMania because his part-time fucking schedule is empty. Well, he's got to win. The, he's got to win the fast lane match first before he gets the rest. He's of the not going to. No. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, if fucking John Cena wins that and goes to face Shinsuke at fucking WrestleMania, I'm not gonna watch that match at WrestleMania. I'll still watch WrestleMania. I will not watch that match because that's a stupid fucking match. Everyone wants to see AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. They've already gotten Shinsuke Nakamura versus John Cena. Shinsuke fucking won. They already seen it. Fought him and won cleanly. <laughs> it's fucking dumb. Or they could do something even fucking dumber and have fucking John Cena win it. And then it'll be a triple threat with AJ Styles in it, which will be fucking dumb. So please, WWE, <laughs> don't be fucking dumb. Don't be fucking dumb. Don't be fucking dumb. So how... If he doesn't, he doesn't win. So how does he get the WrestleMania then? I hope he doesn't. I really hope he doesn't. You know he's gonna be there. nothing. Nothing against John Cena in any way, but I don't want John Cena there. The same reason I don't want the Undertaker there. 
Okay, if either if either one of them went into a match and lost, it does nothing but taint their careers. If they win, it means absolutely nothing anymore. They don't need to. They don't really need to wrestle anymore. John Cena doesn't need to fucking wrestle at WrestleMania anymore. People know John Cena. John Cena is going into the Hall of Fame the first chance he gets. The Undertaker is going to go into the Hall of Fame the very first chance he gets. They, there's nothing that will make or break their careers by going to fucking WrestleMania. Best. If they fucking lose, all you saw now, you just took the Undertaker, the Undertaker lost to Brock Lesnar, the Undertaker lost to Roman Reigns, and now the Undertaker lost to John fucking Cena. You put John Cena at WrestleMania, and he fucking loses to the Undertaker, then what? He, he, now he can't beat an old fucking dude with a replaced hip? You do nothing but either tarnish someone's career, even if they don't face each other. They go in there and face right. somebody else. You're either tarnishing... The legacy and career of another wrestler, or they beat you, and you make you guys, you make you, you make the Undertaker look more human, which WWE has been trying to protect for over twenty five years, or you make John Cena not Super Cena anymore, and he just doesn't have it in him anymore. It's a joke. I like both wrestlers, regardless of how I feel about John Cena. You know, like as like a gimmick, I like him. You know, I like his promos. Yeah, not a huge fan of his wrestling. But I mean, I like his promo. I like I like John Cena. I just don't like I don't like the rap gimmick anymore. He's a fifty year old. What? How is he? Forty five? Forty something. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking forty seven year old in fucking Jenkos. You know he doesn't need to do that shit anymore. He just he he could just be done and everything will be okay. <laughs> Leave the opportunity open for people who are still in there to have matches like Bobby Roode, like AJ Styles, like Eric Young, Shinsuke Nakamura, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, fucking. Uh, Baron Corbin, any of these guys who are still fucking, you know, who who are late in their ages but new in their WWE careers right. to have that WrestleMania moment. You know, it's like fucking playing Randy Orton against fucking Bobby Roode for the title. I'm glad it's at Fastlane's, but I hope to God it doesn't happen at fucking WrestleMania. Because Randy Orton is pretty much in that same boat that I feel with The Undertaker and John Cena. Yeah, there's not much left for him to do. No, he's just, he's just, he's, a, he's mid-carding it through now. You know, it's just it just doesn't make. I mean, I I like these guys, but for the love of God, I mean, they had their careers. You need to understand. They need to understand that you know you don't need to push and pop these fucking guys all the time. That's why I hope to God, yeah, if Roman's facing Brock Lesnar, perfect. But Brock needs to lose at WrestleMania, and they yeah. need to say, listen, your contract's up. We're not going to resign you. Not against you, but we have so much talent on the roster. We cannot give the Universal Champion to a fucking part timer. I mean, the fucking Universal Championship, since it's been created, has been, what, three years? Okay? You had fucking Kevin Owens, who ran it for, for like four or five months. Right. Brock Lesnar and Goldberg held it for the rest of the time, and it was defended, like, what, four times? Four times in two years? Maybe. Yeah. And not only that, you have fucking Brock Lesnar not show up for fucking Raw to face fucking uh, Roman Reigns, and you send Roman Reigns out there anyways, he still can't fucking talk in a microphone. He had such great pops when he, or uh, such a great pop when he was with the Shield, but now you divided them again because of Ambrose being injured, and people fucking hate him again because he can't fucking talk. And now he wants to be the badass and say, "Well, I guess I'll go to the back and take my lickings because I said things I shouldn't be saying." Bullshit. Right. It's like, no one gives a fuck that you're trying to be a badass. Like, none whatsoever. I, I still think he, he he needs a mouthpiece. He needs someone that can talk for him. Heyman needs to change to Roman at WrestleMania. Like, halfway through the match? Halfway through the match. Like, he betrayed uh, Brock Lesnar against the Big Show, do the same thing with Roman Reigns. 
and make Paul Heyman Roman Reigns' mouthpiece. Make Roman Reigns a fucking heel that he is capable of doing and will do that very well. They should have done that after he beat The Undertaker. Quit trying to push him as a fucking babyface because nobody wants him as a fucking babyface. People want Finn Balor to be a babyface. Seth Rollins to be a fucking babyface. Roman Reigns is not a babyface. No, he's a he, he's just he's a loudmouth who wants to sit there and listen to himself talk and tries his best. And all due respect, and if you're listening to this, Roman, first off, thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to Just Figure <laughs> Wrestling. But at the same time, I'm just giving an honest opinion as a feedback for a wrestling fan. Stop being a babyface. Go be a fucking heel and fucking take out fucking Seth Rollins. Right. Make that fucking uh, feud, you know? Be that guy. Do not bring Dean Ambrose back as a fucking heel like people are saying. Make Roman Reigns a fucking heel. Just fucking do this, WWE, and listen to me. All right, sir. Yeah, copyright. I swear to God, if you guys fucking do what I'm saying, I will fucking take a patent to that shit. Not <laughs> That's a freebie. So much more going on up in here you could have for a contracted job. And his assistant. Oh, yeah. No, I need Robin with me. Because I tell you right now, I bet their podcast equipment's a lot better than ours. <laughs> right. Mm. Okay. So, we got through the Elimination Chamber yeah. uh, pay-per-view. Um, overall, how did you feel about the show? If you had to rate this show on a scale of five, how, how many stars do you give this show? I'm saying like two. Two? Yeah. I was going to go for three just because of the uh, Chamber matches. So, yeah, two, three, I think somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, two, three. Yeah. Um, all right. So, before I dive into... The uh, Wrestle Club box, uh, there is one more thing that um, I want to mention. I'm super excited about. I'm not sure if you saw it. I posted it on the Facebook page. But um, SCW will be in Chabance Saturday, March 24th, I believe. Saturday? It's a Saturday. And I got invited. I got invited too. Yeah. So there we go. Saturday, March 24th. SCW is going to be in Chabance. Well, I guess we're going we got to go. We got to go. I mean, I know. And I like I said, I mean, I got home by 5 o'clock today with my new work schedule. We could fucking easy make it there by 6 o'clock. So we are going to Shabans on March 24th. I'm hoping maybe, hopefully, maybe we'll bring the equipment and maybe interview a couple people. I'm not going to, uh, well, we're not going to um, uh, commentate the matches anymore. No, you, did, I, you know, the commentating was cool, but like we said before, it's like. It's so long. Between us yeah. wanting to talk about what we want to talk about and watching what's going on, yeah, we didn't care about the damn mic in front of us. No, no. So I, I think I think um, I think we'll talk to President Keats, see if we can bring our equipment, and maybe talk to a couple guys before the show. If people want to stick around, maybe after. I really want to talk to fucking uh, Hunter Payne. It's just because I remember I he him and. Um, Oh, who's the other guy? His partner? No, no. Um, Bobby Blue? No, Guinness. McDuff? McDuff, Angus? Angus and Hunter are like, I mean, I, I, I watched them wrestle before we even knew about SCW. So I definitely want to talk. To, I, want, I want to sit down with Hunter and talk about his career. So that may be something a little bit different we want to do because I want to sit down and talk about his career. But I mean, yeah, maybe we could, uh, you know, we could talk to you know some of the other guys that are gonna be there. 
Um, Xavier Cross has been pretty... Xavier Cross is another one I want to sit down now. He's been all over Facebook recently. Yeah. I think, I think you know, I think we'll talk to President Keats and maybe we could just make an entire summer's worth of, uh, you know, to spend a summer interviewing fucking SCW. Because I love talking to Bobby Blues. I love talking to Hunter Payne. I love talking to um, Xavier Cross, uh, Duff, uh, Mulligan, Rough Crossings. Ian Gager. Ian Gager, uh Craig Mitchell, if he's back, I don't know. I don't know where he's. He's been. He's been around. He's been around. He's been around. He's he's been around. I, just yeah. I don't think he's just been in this area in a while. Because no. I really want to get his reaction on being stripped of the title. I really want to see that. I, I think. I think he's got a contract with a different organization. Really? Because I've seen him post a lot of stuff that he with just just one organization, mm-hmm. not like he was before. Like multiple you. organizations. Yeah. So I'm excited to do that. We're going to be there. Uh, we're going to do some Facebook Live shit. We're going to do some fucking uh, Instagram shit and everything. It's going to be awesome to finally get back to SCW in Shabans. Oh, it's going to be amazing. It's It's been it's been months since we were able to go out there. Between, between their breaks at the end of the year and the Friday-only shows and stuff like that. I mean, you were able to go in October, but I haven't been since, like, July. Yeah. So super excited to get back. Also super excited because now... We get to open up the box. You get to open up the box. We get to open up the box. So, um, yeah, I know you guys are thinking it's probably dumb to unbox on a podcast, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to post these pictures on Instagram so you can see what's inside the box, uh, but at least I can tell you what's inside of it. Yeah. So I'm super excited. Fingers crossed that there's a fucking sign Braun Strowman in here, right? You know what? Go on and open it. I'll let you do the honors. <laughs> You'll let me do the honors. I'll let you do the honors. You're break just, the uh, tape and all that jazz. Yeah, just don't spill the uh, just don't spill the Pepsi. This is an expensive desk. It looks like an expensive. It's very a, nice desk. It's very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh, yeah, there it is. There Come it on. is. God! Oh, they even put it in a little plastic uh, case. That's awesome. There we go. Yeah. Signed, Braun Strowman. <laughs> you get this. What we got? What we got there? It's a. Oh, yeah, so from my understanding, if I got it, actually, you know, there's a, yep, here it is. Okay, so in everything, uh, in all these WrestleMania, or the Wrestle Club boxes, it comes with the list. Ooh. And the list tells you everything that comes in it. So, um, you got the Paul Bear lapel pin, which I believe every single box has a lapel pin. So, I'm excited, uh, fucking Paul Bear, man. You should wear that to your next wedding that you do. Right? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. And then uh, we got the Braun Strowman side Funko box. And we have a That Wrestling Club t-shirt. So let's, uh, let's yank that oh. bad boy out of there. So, That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, we got, got the skull with the cigar sticking out of it. We got That Wrestling Club worldwide on it. And uh, I bet you that fits, too. Because they go up to uh, they go up to uh, big sizes. Uh, so your Braun Strowman, we got the wrestling club shirt. Uh, and this is the heavyweight box, so that's what it comes with. If this was a cruiserweight, it wouldn't come with the box. It wouldn't come with the Funko, but you would still get a Braun Strowman autograph. And we got a pay per view poster. So let's uh, go ahead and open up that poster and see what that is. See, I'm not big. I don't remember the last time I ever owned a poster. Yeah. What we got there? <laughs> no shit. Yeah, isn't that crazy? St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Man, that's pretty fucking cool. Live on pay-per-view. That's Sunday, awesome. Sunday, February 14th. What does it, uh, what does it say there at the bottom? 
Order a St. Valentine's Day massacre to your house and get a free superstar photo magnet. Nice. Ooh. Yeah, so there we go. That's a uh, Oh, there we go. Okay. That's weird to think about though, right? Because I mean, two years following that was the uh, invasion with WCW. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. So my very first wrestling club box, we got the St. Valentine's Day massacre poster. We got the uh, wrestle club shirt. We got our Paul Bear lapel pin. And the best thing out of the box for me personally is this signed Braun Strowman Funko Pop. Braun. I, I, I love that. I, I'm excited for these boxes, man. I got I, I already subscribed for next month, so I'm excited to see what comes in there. They haven't announced what's in it yet, so it's, it looks like it's going to be a total surprise. Ooh. So I'm really excited. And I tell you right now, I'm not waiting two more weeks to open up no one of these boxes. Because I, I feel bad that I left Braun in there for two weeks. That show will come to life. Yeah. He'll run in power slam, yeah. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. Yeah, so uh, thank you, uh, Russell Club. Um, I also like Russell Club for the fact that I spent... Um, I had so many questions for them. I messaged them a lot. Yeah. And I probably I bet they got annoyed of me. Like, God, this fucking guy. But no, thank you. Thank you for all the awesome stuff in here. Um and they didn't they didn't give it to me. I, I did buy it. Right. Yeah, I mean right, this right. this I mean this you know, they're not a sponsor yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. But we'll we'll see. Maybe uh, maybe if they're listening they'll wanna go uh, they'll wanna maybe like, yeah, let's throw on some shit. <laughs> right? Um no. Um I did subscribe, it is a monthly subscription. Um, they have different levels of it. They have uh, just a lapel pin uh, box, which, you know, you just get the regular lapel yeah. pin. They have uh, the Cruiserweight box, which <clears throat> it still comes with, uh, like, a T-shirt and stuff like that. But the difference between the Cruiserweight box for February and the one I got is that the Cruiserweight box only gets an autographed Braun Strowman picture, where the Heavyweight box gets the uh, Braun Strowman signed uh, pop yeah, figure. There he is signing the stuff on the picture. Yeah. And then... Um, Let's see. We also get. Oh no! Actually, it looks like the Wrestle Club T-shirt is only in the heavyweight box too. So Cruiserweight gets uh the pay-per-view poster, which I got the Braun Strowman autograph picture, which I got the uh, Funko of, and they get a Diddy comic book, which I probably would have enjoyed seeing that too. So pretty cool. Um, yeah. So if you want, if you're a wrestling fan, you want to check out some unbox or check out some wrestling crates and stuff like that. They do have uh that Wrestle Club. Uh, no, leave that. I mean, yeah, just put this over here because we're going to take pictures and put that on the uh, Instagram anyways here tonight. Um, they got that wrestling club, which, uh, which, I'm a, which I'm a member of here on our show. Uh, we also got the WWE Slam Crate, which uh, like literally just put it over there because that scratching going over the microphone. People want to hear oh, my yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, people, people, people want to hear Travis talk. Uh, I, you know. yeah, fuck you, fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... We got the Wrestle Club that we're getting monthly. Right. Uh, WWE Slam Crate is bi-monthly, so I should get the first one. They say they uh, arrive between the 1st and 10th of the beginning of the month. So I think that's the one that has the Bobby Roode Glorious t-shirt. Glorious. And it has like that goofy-looking Finn Balor uh, action figure in it. It's almost like a bobblehead kind of thing, but I don't think that had bobbles. I'll have to show you a picture of it, or just wait for the box to show it. So I'm really excited to see that stuff. I mean, that's obviously WWE stuff. Right. The Wrestle Club stuff, I mean, even though most of that was WWE, I know they do a lot of indie stuff too. Like, they did have a uh, Blanchard. They had an Augur of Blanchard uh, a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, that's right. We were uh, looking at that. Yeah, like a month or so ago. So they, they do a lot of indie stuff too. Different t-shirts. I mean, I, the biggest thing I'm excited for is the t-shirts. 
you know, because I don't own a lot of wrestling t-shirts, and this is like, yeah, you, you know, know what? I don't either. No, I just, I just never did. But I mean, the thing is, like, if you go to D.com and buy these t-shirts, they're fucking like 35, 40 bucks. And then you they know? shrink. Yeah. You get the fucking wrestling club box. You get a wrestling t-shirt, but you get everything in there. And mine, because I have to get the plus size and everything, is like 40 bucks with shipping and handling. That's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. Especially when some of those pop figures unsigned are like $12, $15 a, just by themselves. And you get the right. t-shirts for like 20-some bucks. You know, and the, per, you know, the lapels are 10 bucks a piece and everything. I mean, that's Strowman signed, made my fucking night. So I'm going to post all the pictures up on uh, the Instagram tonight so you guys can see it. Um, check out uh, Wrestling Club. That's thatwrestlingclub.com. Uh, subscribe to them, you know, and get the boxes and stuff as well. And also, you know, we'll do the uh, probably the Slam Crate. If it comes in, we'll probably do that next week. See what's in there and stuff like that. And uh, you guys go to lootcrate.com, uh, Slam Crate or whatever. And uh, if you go to it, let me know. I'll send you a link where you can save $5 on your first purchase of a Slam Crate. Ooh. So, yeah. Uh, to wrap up the show, uh, why don't we do um, DJ's, uh, Dizzle J's, uh, JJ's. Uh, where the fuck did JJ come from? I said DJ, so. Oh. DD. You, you're blowing my cover. I know, right? People, people are on to us now. So, uh, want to go a real name? No. <laughs> Fucking murder. Donna Joe. Donna Joe. <laughs> um, this is Jay's pick of the week. What so, we got? So we were talking beforehand how I've been a little busy this week, so we discussed that we should we mutually we mutually came up with it. Yeah, we, we mutually yeah. came up. We take him that shit. Yeah, yeah. Not like, Eiffel Tower style though. No, no, like a, like a sword fight kind of. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's any better. I'll so we so we came up with Stone Cold versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13. Yeah, the submission match. The submission match. Uh, Ken Shamrock was a special guest referee, special which guest referee. in a match like this, you obviously want like you know someone you know strong enough to go through this match. And <clears throat> this is one of my favorite all-time Stone Cold matches, just because this was the match where you took a babyface Bret Hart yep. against a heel Austin, and wa- and they walked out of that match where Bret Hart was a heel and Austin became a babyface. Like this is. This is, I mean, this is the biggest swap in heel face history right This here. is two masters at the top of their game yeah. is what that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, and I mean, which was weird to me to have him in a submission match because at this time, I think the only submission uh, Stone Cold ever did in his life was... Um, Texas Cloverleaf. Did he do the Cloverleaf? I thought he did the Cloverleaf. See, I was thinking of the Cobra Clutch. Or the Million Dollar the Dream. Man, the Million Dollar Dream. Well, that's Cobra Clutch. Same thing. Slaughter did better though. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I forgot you know who does it better. Travis, Ginger, Ginger. Oh God, that fucking like fucking full Nelson style slam Cobra clutch bullshit. What was he called the the Garagahara or whatever the fuck it is? I don't know what it's called. I don't know what it's called either. Um, but yeah, no, it's kind of weird because I mean, you put Austin in a match that you see as Bret Hart, you know, excelling in. Right. And the thing is, like, Bret Hart did take the victory, but it's because Shawn Michaels, or, not, holy shit, Stone Cold lost so much blood, he just passed out. Right. You know, Ken Shawn Michaels had no choice but to call the match. So it's an incredible match. Uh, we will link it onto the Facebook, as we do with all the other ones. Um, yep, yep. So, yeah, so just make sure you check out all that stuff. And we all check for the release and everything. Of course, we'll plug it every time. So. They usually are. Yeah, so. Oh no, I think this is a good show. 
I mean, like, I know, like, to me, it felt like it kind of started off kind of, eh. But, I mean, we, we found our groove in it, right? Right, I mean, right, right. We always do. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. So, as we come down to the low of the episode, not yet. I see that you're trying to get ready for the, yeah, yeah, not yet. Wait, what? It looked like you're getting ready to ring the bell in this episode, but we're not there yet. Oh. I gotta do the plugs, bro. You gotta do the plugs. You gotta do the fucking plugs. So, if you, uh, if you feel like listening to any more episodes like this... <laughs> <laughs> Um, or actually, if you guys want to get in touch with us, if you guys even want to ask us questions, we w- we definitely want to look at um, getting more like Q and A stuff going here on the show. Um, so if you guys have any questions you want to ask us, like you know our opinions on stuff, because obviously, I mean, we're not we're not pro wrestlers. You don't know the background and the hidden stuff. But if you have an opinion on like what you think that we would feel about something, uh, you can message us at uh, facebook.com slash jfw podcast. You'll go to a message pad and just you know send something in there. You can email us at jfwpodcast at yahoo.com. Or uh, you go to our website, which uh, the link is on our Facebook page to go to and go to the contact section. But send us those questions. Because, right. I mean, we want to hear from you guys. But it doesn't even have to be questions. You know, give us comments. You know, if you have concerns or something like that. Any information on any of the shows uh, we go to, such as SCW. It's not even Northern Lights is having a show or something like right. that. Maybe that's something we could look into. I'm not quite sure yet. Uh, Black Label. I mean, those. I mean, these shows we definitely want to get into. But the thing is, I know there's more shows out there, and that's why we need the help of uh, you listeners out there to um, help us with these indie shows. If you guys know of an indie show that we've never mentioned that you think we'd be interested in, let us know. You know, if it's too far, we may not be able to make it. But if it's when a, within a reasonable, like a, an hour, you know, we'll drive an hour. I mean, with my job schedule, I got no choice but to do something that close. Right. But. Let us know. I mean, we'll definitely try to make it out and check these shows on everything. We'd love to meet indie wrestlers. If you guys are an indie wrestler and everything, and, you know, you you guys want to talk to us, you know, that's awesome. Let us know. We'll, I'm still trying to figure out the whole, like, you know, getting a guest on this show through uh, Skype. I'm still working on it. Something messed up when I tried to do the test. I'll try it again. Hopefully, we get some uh, guys on the show so we can talk to them. Because I want to talk to wrestlers. I know you want to talk to wrestlers. I know you guys want to hear anyone else but us on this podcast. (laughs) So follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just by searching JFW Podcast. And let your friends know, hey, if you got some wrestling friends out there and they want to listen to an awesome wrestling podcast about two guys who just bullshit about about the real feels of the wrestling world, tell them. They can find us on uh, iTunes. They can find us on Google Play Music. They can find us on Podbean. I submitted us to Spotify, so we'll see if that happens. Worldwide? Yeah. Local-wide. Um, yeah. I mean, literally, we're on the World Wide Web, so yeah. Sick. That's good, right. Yeah. Good job there. Proud of you. Um, Call me Dana Brooke. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's going to fucking dip. All right. Um. <laughs> Social media, JFW Podcast, uh, podcast on Instagram, or not fucking, I'm done. You got anything else? <laughs> no, I think it's time to ring the bell of this episode. Thank God. As always, I am Travis D. I'm Dizzle J. And thank you for listening to another episode of Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast. Peace.